0: Welcome to the Wild Strategy Podcast. My name is Jessa Lewis. I'm a social media expert, light worker, and business amplifier, and my company centers around elevating others. Here's a little bit of my background. For over a decade, I dimmed my own power to self-protect from past traumas. Now it's my mission to help others shine, like I learned how to, and also show them how to amplify their soul-led messages to the world. I believe we're at a point in history where soulpreneurs like us, everywhere, are realizing just how much of an impact we can make together, and I'm dedicated to helping facilitate this. From showing you how to maximize the reach of your conscious business, to strategizing intuitively, to looking at alternative practices with mindset and spirituality, I'll be unpacking my knowledge and bringing on a host of amazing guest experts to share their potent modalities as well. So let's jump in. Hey gorgeous soul, welcome back to Wild Strategy. This is Jessa Lewis and today I want to talk a little bit about finding your passion, finding your purpose and then actually transmuting that into a business and what my experience with that was and what you can actually um, take and use out of that. So as you probably know, If you've listened to other episodes, if you followed me along on social media, I went through a very, very long period of time where I did not think I had the spark to be an entrepreneur and I had no idea what value that I could add in the space of having my own business or talking to the masses. I had a lot of unworthiness. I really didn't think I had a lot to offer And that was because I, in part, because I was um, surrounding myself with a bubble and really dimming my own light to not attract attention, not attract the wrong attention, not be hurt and basically self-protect from past traumas from when I was younger and when I had put myself out there a little bit more and experienced some really awful things. Um, So For about 12 years, I really lived for being in the background and for not being seen and for not being heard. And from time to time, I had a little, you know, creative twinge where I was like, hmm, maybe I could do something. But I never figured out what I could do. I had a failed attempt at running a home organizing blog, which I thought could translate into helping people sort out their houses at the time, because no matter how much I tried to dial down my amazingness, the anal retentive, cleanaholic, organized aspect of myself, she always gets through. So that was something that I thought could work, but I didn't really want to go to people's houses and sort through their stuff, Um, though. I'm happy to do that with my friends. I love doing that with my friends. Um, I went to my best friend's place to help her um, pack up before she hit the road as a digital nomad earlier in the year. And we had so much fun. Um, But, yeah, I wasn't excited about posting about 3mm hooks and organizing boxes. I, I found it super boring. I would spend um, like all my thoughts whilst being a staying at home mum trying to think of um, a new post to do because nothing seemed to be coming out of the air and coming to me naturally. I followed um, up the organizational blog with starting a new mum blog, blogging about mum life, about my experiences as a new mum, and you know, packing my hospital bag etc 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 but I really struggled with the vulnerable shares because I'd had a bit of a rocky road to motherhood my husband and I we had two miscarriages before we had our first earth style child my now five-year-old son and especially in the early stages of that pregnancy with him I didn't really want to talk about it because I was so worried about vocalizing and then having it snatched away from me again. So I <laughs> I wasn't in a place. I wasn't healed and ready to share on that. And as as you know these things sometimes come up, you know, we get obsessed about a certain subject and our life seems to completely revolve around that and then we realize that we've had tunnel vision and for me that's that's what it was like with motherhood i loved talking about it um and you know sharing all the vulnerable stuff to my closest friends and family in the early stages and to a limited extent the more general stuff online but as soon as i started um you know stepping outside of the house and uh, gaining a little bit more of my freedom and um, control over myself, it wasn't all I wanted to talk about anymore. And so that was something that was never going to um, be a permanent fixture, I don't think, or be something that I could flip into a business and monetize because, yeah, I'll give you, you know, um, advice around my experience as a mother or a parent If you ask me, but it's not necessarily something that I'm going to constantly focus on or that I'm going to bring up at a dinner table or dinner party or if we're just hanging out. Um, And I think that's what your business should be. It should be something that you do want to talk about at the dinner party. It should be something that no matter where the conversation is going somehow that gets worked into the conversation because you can't not talk about it because you're so passionate about it and it is your purpose and it is your calling. So I think there's a big distinction between when you go into business because it's logical that you should do a business about X, Y, Z or because you've got tunnel vision around a particular subject or because it's what you're good at so you feel like you should talk about it. There's a very different, big difference between businesses that start out like that and businesses where you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I have to share about this all the time. Like if I don't share about this, like I start getting antsy. And the latter makes for a much easier business model because you're not spending hours of your day searching for what to talk about. You're just talking about it by default. You don't spend 24 hours racking your brain for a blog post because it's something that's just on the tip of your tongue all of the time. Um, for me, that was social media and optimizing online, overcoming tech blocks with having an online business and also Allowing your power to shine and allowing your passion to turn into business. So all things that I'd experienced, all things that I couldn't shut up about, and also things that I had knowledge and wisdom around. So um, I think those are the, the three important factors to consider when you're actually looking to um, transform a passion into a business have you experienced or moved through it and healed of it if it's around healing nature so have you done it are you passionate about it like do you want to talk about it all the time if you had to write about that or live stream about that and only that for the rest of your life would you be happy and then thirdly do you actually have knowledge and wisdom And if it requires a certification, do you have a certification around it? So these are the three things that, you know, I think are foundational to considering whether or not a passion is appropriate to be transformed into a business. Um, But how do you like narrow the field if you've got lots of different interests? Well, you don't necessarily have to narrow the field. Like I know um, plenty of businesswomen and men that have multiple different businesses They've got, you know, one business for dog stuff, one business for fashion stuff, one business for lifestyle stuff, etc., etc., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't necessarily have to narrow the field. You just have to start with one or start somewhere. It could be that in some way you're able to um, have them all mesh together and serve under one business. So you could consider how that could work if you've got two different um uh, super passionate interests where you've got the experience and and you know you have you've got the know-how etc can they merge together to form a really unique business is there a um, customer base for that is there a need for that if not you know flip a coin and start with one and and you'll realize soon enough if you're like oh no i should have started with the other one well there you go now you now you know and you can move forward but if you just constantly say i've got these two things on the table jess and i don't know where to go from here well you're going to sit at that table for the rest of your life so you need to take action if you are multi-passionate find a way for it to merge choose one choose both move forward take action if you aren't sure what your passion is if you can't even um describe to me what you're passionate about start testing the waters so this is what i did because like if you had spoken to me um let's say 18 months ago if you had spoken to me 18 months ago and said oh you know if you had to start a business tomorrow what would you do you know or or what's your passion What's your, you know, purpose? What's your calling? I wouldn't have been able to answer you. One, I wasn't thinking about it. I was fully in the zone, immersed in my social media management, business management, SEO career. And I was working through my healing and my self-development at the time and working through a whole lot of issues around that to sort of, you know, break away the the shell and the layers that had been stopping me from exploring what I could do beyond in the past and two i hadn't been allowing my creative juice to flow and i hadn't been um even allowing myself to look at the idea of doing something i was still working on my worthiness and that played a part and i think it does for a lot of people a lot of people you know they won't They can't tell you where they can add value because they don't let themselves consider that because they have self-worth issues. And sometimes it's other things. So journaling is key. Start asking yourself the questions of um, what would you do if you didn't have to answer to anybody? If you could do anything, what would you do this year? You know, whether we're partway through the year or not, ask yourself that question. like what do i love doing what did i used to love doing and then start seeing if you can weave a little bit of that back into your life like i used to paint a lot i used to be an artist um and i also used to be a writer when i was younger it was something that i enjoyed doing when i was young and i found really um soothing to do so for me, like, you know, I, I have been doing some painting and drawing over the last um, uh, almost two years. I started um, doing that for just enjoyment again. And I also started writing. I, I started a blog and I just started writing about what I was uncovering, what I was discovering in terms of my own power, what I was moving through with mindset and mindfulness and what I was seeking to embody. So it did not have the objective of t- being turned into a business. It didn't have any great goal in mind or, you know, a specific client in mind. All I was doing was allowing the engine to start working again. And within a few months, like I wanted, um, I wanted to do a bit more and I had a few more thoughts about what I could do and With the January supermoon at the start of the year, I um, tuned into the fact that I did want to start a business. Excuse the cars on the main road. So loud sometimes. I feel like people think that they're um, on the racetrack. Anywho, um, yeah, I I realized I I, I was finally um, able to see what I could do for a business And it wasn't starting a female embodiment or empowerment or mindset or mindfulness business. It was using my skill set in social media management and SEO to start doing business coaching and consulting around that for entrepreneurs. The one thing about the first step of just allowing my creativity to start flowing again and to start taking some action in terms of showing up and allowing myself to be seen, allows me to crack open that viewpoint and that perspective of where I could actually add value from a business point of view. So that's the way I did it. And I definitely recommend that if you are super early on in your journey and you're like, I wanna do something, I wanna start a side hustle or a passion project or start a business and I have no idea where to start, so journal if you can identify your passions then actually (laughs) start taking action and if you can't identify your passions then just find something that you enjoy doing a way of showing up that you enjoy doing like if you love to talk start a podcast and just start you know talking about anything if you love to write start a blog if you love to do video then um start a youtube channel If you're the comedian or you're the entertainer of the household, then, you know, start actively showing up on TikTok or, you know, various other platforms of the same, like find something that suits your style that will come from a place of enjoyment and playfulness and then start playing. It's the easiest and simplest and most beneficial way to begin your journey. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and let me know if this has inspired you in some way to take action. I would love to hear about it. Until next time, and as always, go amplify and stay wild. Bye, guys. So that was another episode of Wild Strategy. I hope you enjoyed. I love jumping on here and doing these episodes and talking to y'all about all the things if you want to be notified straight away about future episodes make sure you subscribe here and also let me know what you think uh drop a review in send me a dm over on insta or facebook take a screenshot and post your ig stories and tag me in at this jessa lewis and share the love and if you really want to up-level things, head over and check out my free community too. So I've got this amazing group on Facebook. It's full of entrepreneurs from all around the world. And we talk about social media strategy and online strategy and making it easy and from soul. And you can join and also get some free resources over at com forward slash tribe. So love ya and catch you next time. Bye.